Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to another podcast. This is the review of the Brentford game. Um, it's well, we're recording pretty much straight after the game, so emotions are high. So I do apologise if we rant a little. Um, I am joined by Callum, um, as always. So just going straight into it because obviously I, I don't think um, you know many people want to keep to well, not well, I especially don't want to talk about it too much, but. Because I thought it was a terrible game, but but yeah, just starting with the lineup. I mean, there was some change. Obviously, Watkins was was nowhere to be seen, and there was a lot of rumours of Arsenal. But then um, I think it's going to be COVID more so than anything. And we had what five, six uh, academy players uh, in the match day squad. So, what do you think of the lineup? Yeah, obviously, you you, you see that Watkins not in the team at all was a was a big miss at the start. Um, you know, I said from the from the start, we're going to miss that pressing forward, yeah, uh, a, a person running in behind, um, and it turned out we did miss it. Um, he, he's talking about Axel, but possibly going to Napoli, and I think Gerard's just wanting to keep his cards close to his chest when it comes to players going and leaving, and about what kind of condition they're in, or you know what. Is it is it COVID or is it injuries or whatever? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, apart from the Watkins, I think I knew that he was going to be a big miss. Um, it well with him out, you had to think about who was going to replace him, um, and it was Triori that made the cut, probably the one who was match fit the most, um, and then. The, the the rest of the team kind of picked itself, you know. Uh, Mings was suspended, so we knew that Axel or um, House was going to come in, and um, yeah, like you said, there was a, a such a um, big, not big, well, good amount of youngsters on the bench. You know, it was uh, Josh Feeney's first um, time in the first team squad, and you had you always the likes of Archer, Chukamaker, Bedins in there as well. And uh, in, in whatever he is, I can't, I can't remember how to say his name. And I don't want to butcher it. So, uh, yeah, um, obviously it was a good day for the youth to be up with the squad. But um, unfortunately, it, it didn't go out for, for 90 minutes for the, the for the team. Yeah, as you said, it's like there's a lot of rumours about uh, Twan Zabi going or pretty much being confirmed. Um you know, which we are going to do. Oh, just a little plug for our next podcast. Um, between the Man United game, we're going to do a media madness, which is basically all like the rumours of players incoming and going. Um, it's going to be Calm's first one, so we'll be doing that um early next week, which obviously will in well, Twanzabi will be mentioned in that, obviously. Um, but yeah, as you said, there was quite a lot of youth, and you know, saw Trezeguet back on the bench again, which uh was good to see. Traore got his first start under Gerard. Um. And obviously, how's taking Mings's uh, position? Obviously, being being suspended. So you know, we were quite light 
And I think the game kind of showed that as it went on with, you know, lack of options really to to bring on. And normally, um, I'm pretty sure Gerard's used three subs in in every game bar, bar this one. So maybe that, you know, kind of shows you how lacklustre, because I thought Chukamaika was going to come on for the third uh, substitution, but he, he didn't. Um, so for the first half, I mean... We was all over him. It was it was it was crazy. I mean, starting off with the uh, the Danny Ings goal, uh, that Buendia assist was was something something else. You know, the little turn and then just to thread the needle. Uh, you know, Danny Young. I mean, I know people have been slating Danny Ings because of obviously been on a bit of a goal drought. Probably, I think I've said a few times. I think he's been down to fitness and sharpness and. Danny Ings in that box with a ball, you know, there's not many better in the Premier League, you know, in 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 today, yeah, in today's league. And it was absolute sublime. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, first first five minutes I thought we were playing a bit of catch up. Um they they were trying to break down the wings and by the time we, we snuffed that out, it was kind of all of us then for the next uh, forty until like about the fortieth minute. And um it's funny because just before the the goal I said uh, in our chat, you know, Wendy has played two blind passes expecting someone to be there and it's just gone to no one. And then he comes out and plays that kind of ball to, to Danny Ings to put away. So um, I think he was being a bit of hot and cold in the first half, but he, he, he was growing into the game as every minute went by. Um I, He did, I'm calling it the McGinn turn. <laughs> he gets his uh, bum out turns the man great pass through to Danny Ings and he um uh, did he have a chance just before that as well it was um yeah behind yes. so um you know it was near enough carbon copy but this time he was able to put it right it just um in, it just in uh, in front of the post and it not to hit the post and it to go into the back of the net and um yeah it's a lovely finish and like you say it, it has been down to fitness um, you know, maybe sharpness and, you know, players around him. But, you know, when he's the man in the middle, and I thought he did make some good, um, he created some good chances today for himself. Um, just the one thing that he hasn't got that Watkins has is is that pressing mentality. But if it is, it's not um, to his quality. Um, but if you're looking for, for finishing and for striking a ball and, um, you know, eye for goal, then, you know, Danny Ings is your man. Yeah, I mean, it was a great, great finish. Um, it was, you know, I mean, like uh, as much as we miss Watkins, I, I, I mean, over the ninety minutes we miss Watkins. I will say, you know, like you said that at the start of the the podcast, that you know the pressing uh, is something that was a bit short. Um, but for me, there's nobody more natural finisher out the two than Watkins and Ings. That's 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 his bread and butter. That that's that's what Ings got bought for and got he went to Liverpool for. Uh, and obviously Southampton that is is for that kind of goals um you know to make something out of nothing and, and to get a goal obviously a lot of the work and applaud it should go to Brendier definitely but um out of the two Watkins and Ings Ings is the guy I want with them passes coming to him if that makes sense um but I will say just before we go to the well Brentford's first wonder goal was I don't know if you saw. But there was, it was only something silly, but I think it kind of, it, it, I wouldn't say roiled me, but it kind of happened through the game constantly. Now, Courtney Hayes is obviously rusty. That's what we'll say. We'll say it's rusty because he hasn't had much game time really since he's been at Villa. Um, 
you know, we bought three million pounds. I'm sure he was on loan, wasn't he, beforehand? Bought, and you know, he's coming. He's done some good games, but today I thought he was dreadful. I thought he he was poor, and there was a chance before the the half time where basically the ball come to him, and he he just kind of like. He tried to rose it, but he put it out for a corner and there was no Brentford players around him. I don't know if you saw that, um, but it, that kind of like, he kind of set things up for the rest of the game because I thought he was terrible. Um, I will just say that before we go to it. Um, but the uh, the Brentford goal was some strike. I mean, that that I mean obviously, Buendia's little world-class little assist, but that was a proper class goal as well. What do you think? Um, we overloaded on the left side trying to press didn't watch a runner runner was in behind over the two I think it was Ramsey in the target um, then the player on the edge of the box has got enough time to take a ta- take a touch and then hit it I mean it's, it's a good goal it's a good strike but it's so stoppable on our, on our part um, and I, just to touch on you know with you saying there about house any person or any Villa fan who slates Tyro Mings, you take Tyro Mings out of that back four and we are a different team for the worse. For the worse. Yeah. You, you know, you know, you, you, you House is well, he's probably what, a a decent Premier League, if not a top championship defender, if that. He's never been good on the ball. One of his downfalls. And you, that left concert trying to ping all the passes all game, and just some just mistakes, and then we'll get on to the second goal later. But he's at fault for that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And well, um, the, off that that's the first the Brentford's first goal. You know, three minutes before half time, a terrible time to concede, and it was Brentford's first proper chance of the game, if not the only chance of the half at that time. And um, they put it away. And it, after all the possession that we had, I mean, we don't say that much um, this season, especially away from home as well. The amount of possession that we had, the amount of chances we made, it was just like, oh, well, that's a bit of a kick in the teeth, isn't it, really? So um, going in at half-time at 1-1 was a bit of a blow, really. Yeah, it was, because it was ridiculous. Um, like I say, it was a world-class goal. Obviously... You can't blame somebody accountable for every single goal that scored against us. Do you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I understand that things happen for a reason, but it was just one of those shots that you know there was nobody stopping it. You know, so I'm not going to lay too heavy into them. But as you said, without Mings, that back four was lost, and Mings in that back four, we we don't lose that game, in my opinion. I'm not going to say we're going to. I'm not going to say we're going to win it. I'm not, but we definitely don't concede the second. Um, where it bounces off house and then it kicks it out and then it, you know what I mean? Like it just that just doesn't happen. But before we get to that, um, was there any changes to make at half time? Because for me, I thought Traore was terrible, absolutely dreadful. Um, him, I know Target from Target House and Traore was the worst players on the pitch for me in in a Villa shirt. Um, so Traore, I would have took off. Um, I did want Trezeguet on, which obviously happened around the 80th minute. But um, but yeah, I thought he he should have come off at half time because I thought he was poor. Uh, I I thought you know, um, it's some, sometimes it's hard to to say to to take um, people off or not, just because you know you don't if you don't know if they'll 
impact the game or, or things like that. You know, I, I was thinking Traore was possibly one and then possibly Ramsey. But, you know, when you when you look back on previous weeks, you know, like Ramsey, you know, he scored against Norwich and he's had some very good games recently. Um, you can't say just to take him off. So, really, I was... Apart from their one chance, I would have probably said no, um, and just wait, you know, ten minutes possibly into the second half, assess the situation, then go again. Because on, I think that's the only game recently that we've not scored in the second half. Because we have been a second half team this season under Smith and Gerrard, um, but it wasn't to be for today. Yeah, definitely, and. Coming to that second goal, um, I, I said that there was... I mean, at halftime, I did say there was going to be more goals in this on Twitter. I said that there was going to be... This isn't done at 1-1. Um, and, and I don't know why, but it just felt like there was too many... But it's typical Villa that we're on top and we should have put the game to bed within the first 20 minutes. Um, you know, it should have been 2-3-0 by that point. Um, and it's typical Villa fashion to concede late... Um, in the 83rd, um, which I think was poor defending from that left side. Um, Matt Target, shocking game. House, I thought he was poor. Like I say, you could put down to rust if you want, but I still think it was poor. But yeah, I, I just I, I just think that after that second half especially, um, like I said, there was a couple of chances where Ings fluffed his and then the, the keeper made a good save. You know, I will say that Brentford did do some very good defending and top keeper work to keep to keep us scoring uh, only one um but that the 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 back four um was just shot i don't know what was going on to be fair and like i say i think it's like you said without mings it's 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 not the best um so yeah mings it shows you how vital uh big tyrone is to our into how we play especially um you know the defensive side of the game um but yeah what do you think what do you think about the second goal because we was just at sixes and sevens i mean like you said like like i said earlier that like house come up and he like it hit him and then it bounced back and then he couldn't clear it the second time and then there was target before that you know like it's not a penalty never in the world of god but you know he he he, he stuck his foot out and caught a man it was just it was all over the place yeah, you know, I think that there was a headed chance, and then House could have cleared it once, and then twice, yeah. and then it went to the to the right, and then it's shot deflected. So Martinez has actually done well to get to the first one. I was kind of surprised, you know, looking at replay again. You know, I'm quite surprised he doesn't actually get to the second one. But you know, um, sometimes you just can't. I um, you know you can't blame the keeper all the time as well. Um, I don't think you can blame Martinez for either of the goals today. It's down to the defence, uh, really. Um, possibly, you could say, target needs to be tied to the man. Um, and it's just... The, the the thing that was the first time in the game where we were like, oh, we've not got the second ball. Or, you know, we've not got a blocking or a challenge or... You know, because all, all game we were pretty good with you know turnover of possession um closing down blocks and, and things like that and when it comes to the you know the critical moment unfortunately we were, we weren't there to um to be able to stop it and unfortunately it's another late goal conceded 
um, for a player who hasn't scored since that wasn't it 2016 or something stupid like that, or two something ridiculous. Um, and it was like, well, that that seems to be it. Um, if you look at the second half overall, it was probably a little bit like the first half, but a bit less. We were still probably the better team. Not many big, big chances um, on our part. So the creativity wasn't there. But then I think, you know, you, you said it a second ago, you know, Brentford had, a, had a three centre-backs and then you've got two wing-backs. So it was always going to be hard to try and get through. And we know what Brentford are like this season. Um you know, when we've we've played them before. Um and other teams have struggled there as well, you know, and to say that, you know, we would we, we were at one point you'd be saying, Well, we'll, we'll take a point, but really we should be taking three from that game. Yeah, I mean I said this um one one that less than three points is, is poor. Um I know them a bit of a bogey team for us. I get that. Um, but it, it, it makes no difference. You know, where we want to be and where Brentford want to be are, are two different things. It's, you know, it's chalk and cheese, the difference of where we want to be. Um, teams like that, we should be looking at three points moving on. Do you know what I mean? That, that That's what we should be doing if we want to finish that top eight position. Games like this, this does affect our season. As I said, um, for the Chelsea game, you know, losing to Chelsea, that doesn't affect our season, but these games do. These are the games that, we should be winning. We should be, you know, building our, our t- points tally on. You know, th- th- this this is where it matters. This is our bread and butter games. And to lose, and I once had to lose poorly um, because we wasn't bad. You know, like I said, there was a lot of last gas defending from them that kept us, oh, no, kept we them in it. We, you know, we weren't the best team. No, but, no. But we, we, were, we were the better team on the day, I think, if you... Yeah. Over yeah, the that, 90 minutes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you looked at this, I mean, you looked at everything as the game went, and you and you didn't show the goals, and you show somebody, you'd be like, "Yeah, Villa won that." Do you know what I mean? Like, you, it was just one of that typical Villa fashion to lose that game. Um, but is there any? Is there really any positives you can take from it? Because uh, the because for me, there the wasn't really much to say on on the back of it. That that was positive. Like I say, we didn't. We weren't bad, which is, I suppose, is a positive. But, you know, and Traore got minutes, but now I'm sure he goes away for African Cup of Nations, so we lose him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, was there any anything you can say from a positive point of view, you know, just to put a bit of a positive spin on it? I mean, the only thing that I can say is that we actually kept the top two very quiet. You say, you know, the, the, the first goal, you can't stop. If you take the the first goal away, what did Tony and Visa do all game? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that that's true. Like I say, they did. I mean, I was quite worried about Tony. Um, to be fair, because he is he's capable, and I think this is you know, this is his league. I think you know whatever happens in the summer, you know whether they can keep hold of him. But I know Brentford struggle to do keep hold of their best players every season. But he's very capable. Um, but yeah, like you say, we we did keep. Um, to keep their top two for two attacking players quiet, so you know that I suppose that is a positive. I will say, from a positive point of view, like I say, Traore got minutes, Trezeguet got minutes, um, even though he did more acting because that penalty dive was embarrassing. Yeah. It's shock that is going to be a meme if I've ever seen one. Good grief, that was oh, I don't even know what to say on that. Um, and obviously, you know, the bench getting you know, something like you said, Josh Feeney getting called up. 
Um, you know, and having a lot of the academy players on the bench, that's a bit of a positive. But I, I will say, it is a positive, but maybe a negative that I think it's going to show you if you're going to have poor players like House has kind of shown where we where he is. I think, um, I think Target's probably shown as much now. So probably from a positive point of view, is it's probably going to reiterate the positions that we need to strengthen this window. You know, so if we are going to have players like Target, who I thought was shocking all game. House was poor all game. Obviously, Twanzabe going. I think it's going to show at least where Gerard's going to need to to strengthen. Yeah, I mean that that will help us, you know, in recruitment wise, possibly. And yeah, um, it, I think we've said for a while we need to get some not the dead wood, but you know, the lesser players out um, of the club as soon as possible, so we can move forward and keep moving forward. You know, Gerard's ambition is to to challenge Europe. I don't think we're going to get that now unless something dramatic changes. Um, I said a few weeks ago it's going to be a top half finish probably, um, and you'd probably take tenth right now. Yeah. Um, I think Gerard's going to be. Um, he's not going to be happy at all with um the manner of the defeat, and I think he will. Rally around, um, I suppose you know, get not aggressive, but he'll have a hairdryer, is what I said. Stern, stern word in the dressing room, and um, you know, we've got a bit of a break now until we we play again in the FA Cup, and it's time to get onto the training pitch and um, you know, prepare again. Um, he could say that you know, we shouldn't go out all guns blazing for the um. FA Cup, which I kind of half agree with. Um, we get that out of the way, we focus on the league. I think that might be the best way to do it. Um, but, you know, the, on, on a, another bad note, to add on to things, you know, we're going to be without McGinn for um, when we go to, uh, when United come to us um, in that second game, we play them back to back. Um, with a yellow card, it was a stupid yellow card about trying to play quickly or something stupid. Uh, it was off camera. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, another player that we're going to miss, and uh, it'll be interesting to see um, who takes his role. It'll probably be Sanson, and uh, another chance for him to try and put him put his name on the team sheet. Yeah, I think it'll be Sanson. Um, I kind of think if. I would rather us go for the cup because we're not. I I, I think we're not going to make Europe. I, I think you know. What I mean, I, I think the top eight's. I'm going to say it's out the question. I think with the right recruitment, I think we could still push. You know, the gap isn't huge. You know, to to close on. Um, but I do love a good cup run. Um, and Man United are a bogey team. Well, for for most teams, they are a bogey team, I suppose. But for us, you know, we apart from this season, which was Dino's last win, um. We always seem to struggle against them. So if the curse has been lifted um, and it's the season to play Man United from a Villa spe- uh, perspective, I'd rather us, you know, try and knock them out of the cup, which would be nice. Because um, every time we seem to get to a final, we always seem to be playing Man United. <laughs> so, cool. yeah. so so if we can get rid of them, you know, there's a chance we could go and get far in the cup. So for me, I, I, I do want to go strong in the cup. It'd been quite nice 
I'm not going to say to lift. Oh, oh, well, obviously, it'd be nice to lift the cup, but to get rid of a team that we always seem to pull in, if we ever have a final or a semi-final, it's always Man United to get rid of them early doors. Um, that'd be quite nice. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it means to Gerard. We'll see whether that, you know, whether the yeah, whether the cup is something he's going for, or whether he's just going to go guns blazing for the league. But but yeah, from from like you said, from a negative point of view, is McGinn being out? I think it will be Sanson, um, which is fair. And to be fair, we are quite short in the midfield, anyways, with Nakamba being out and McGinn being out, obviously now, and then we're relying on youth after Sanson. Um, so yeah, so overall. Not many positives to come out of the game. So on that, can I have your player ratings, please? And we'll go with the back five to start, which is uh, my, yeah. So we'll go Martinez five, uh, Cash five, Concert five, House four. Oh, no, as you know, House three, Target three. Yep, same as me. Spot on. That right hand side was superior to the left. Um, I kind of get, you know, how he's filling in the captain's position. So always going to be hard to fill the captain's shoes. Um, but he, yeah, it's quite strange really to say that Tuan Zabi looks like he's pretty much gone. Um, he would have, I would have rather have had him start today over House as well. But I kind of get the fact that House is left foot, um, is left footed. So, um, so yeah, I kind of get the reasoning, but still, yeah, I agree with you. Um, McGinn, Louise, Ramsey. Um, Louise McGinn, I'll give them a six, and then Ramsey, I'll give a five if I was being harsh. Um, I gave McGinn a six, Louise a five, and I gave Ramsey a six. I did it the way around. I thought Ramsey looked, yeah, I think he was getting frustrated. I thought at points, um, I, I still think he, he, he's still probably going to start in the midfield. Like I said, there was a lot of Rumours about it was one in the midfield of this window, which will be quite sad to see Ramsey drop back um, to the bench because I don't think he's done much wrong, really. Um, like I say, he's still learning his craft. Uh, the front three, Traore, Ings and Buendia. Uh, Traore will get four. That's probably being generous. Um, Ings is seven because he scored. And uh, Buendia is six. That's thanks to his assist. Um, Traore three. I thought he was just as bad as Target. I thought he was dreadful. Um, if I had to choose the worst player between the two, I'd probably go Target, but then Traore is very close to that. Um, Ings, I gave a seven man of the match. I thought that was his best game in the Villa shirt, to be honest. Um, he took his goal well. Uh, and he was running. He was, I mean, he was everywhere, really. I mean, he, he's not as good as Watkins. I'm not going to say he is, but at that pressing, but he did try. You know, we did do a lot of hold-ups as well. He looked really good, and he looked dangerous every time he was on the on the ball. And to be fair, he could have probably had an hat trick today if it weren't for some last gas defending and goalkeeping. Uh, and Buendia, I gave a six. Um, absolute super assist. I do think that. He was maybe too far ahead in his ability today, if that if that makes sense. As in, he was like you said, he was doing some no look passes. He was doing some, and he was expecting somebody to be there. Um, so you can see that there is quality there, but we just need somebody who can, you know, match his thinking and will be flying. But he looked very good. That was a very good performance by him. Also, I'd say his best position, uh, best. 
um, game in a Villa shirt as well. So hopefully more to come. And your substitutes in Sanson and Trezeguet. Uh, Sanson five, Trezeguet three. Uh, Sanson, yeah, again, five. Trezeguet, three for his football, nine for his acting. Um, because, yeah, because football-wise, he didn't do much, but the Oscar performance was sublime. So, yeah, whatever you want to take from that. <laughs> um. So before we go, is there any other news? I know obviously we talked about Twan's AB. There is obviously the window is now officially open, um, which I think, you know, like I said, we'll be doing the next podcast. We'll be talking about transfers and everything crazy in the media. Um, so, yeah, is there any other news before before we go? And I don't think there's any news Villa related. Obviously, like you just said, you know, we're going to cover most of the transfer things in the next podcast. Um the other thing is, I probably get Albert Adoma scoring in a win against Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? To be fair, I put a little gift out of Uncle Albert, and a few people got it, some didn't. Um, which is quite sad, really. I feel quite like I'm thinking, like, it wasn't that long ago we weren't playing for us. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, who? Well, why have you put Uncle Albert up? And I was like, yeah, it's to do with Albert Adoma. That was his <laughs> nickname. So, either young fans, or yeah, or they just forgotten. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good to see ex Villa players scoring against. Blues, you know, that I suppose that is a positive to take on a Sunday. Um, well, there we are. Thank you guys for listening. Like I say, the next podcast will hopefully be an uplifting one. Um, you know, we'll be talking about people coming and going, anything that's mental in the news. You know, if we're linked to somebody crazy or somebody, because like I will say that I saw some links. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much, obviously, um, it's to do the media madness, but Villa fans losing their red on social media today because Watkins obviously said at the start wasn't in the lineup. Um that, you know, he's he's Arsenal bound. And I thought, Christ, that come out of nowhere. Yeah. Just typical Villa fans, you know, twenty four seven losing the red for the next month. Um so yeah, so we'll be interested if there's a new story made off the back of some people randomly tweeting, which they probably will do to fill the newspapers. So keep an eye out for that one. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh hopefully the next fixture is a good one and we progress through the cup. Um, but either way, you will hear from us again in the next few days. Thank you, guys, and up the villa. <laughs>